Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G, the show where we talk one Mishnah per podcast from Pirkei Avos with sagely commentary and practical lessons and advice woven in. I'm your host, Tani G. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We're winding down the last chapter of Season 2, Chapter 6, here in the PAL and Pirkei Avos using... The Art Scrolls Pirkei Avos Treasury. We're going to continue and finish off Season 6, God willing. Then we're going to take a summer hiatus and come back with new commentary of Yad Avraham for Season 3 with the start of the school year, God willing. Let's go over to 6-4, Vav Dalet. Kachi Darko Shel Torah, the way of the Torah. This is the way of the Torah. Pas melech tolchal, eat bread with salt. Umayim ba mishura tishteh, drink water in small measure. Vyala aretz tishah, and sleep on the ground. Vechayet sa'ar techyeh, live a life of deprivation. Vatorah atah amel, but toil in the Torah. Im ata osakein, if you do this, ashrecha v'tovlach, it is praiseworthy and all is well for you. Ashrecha ba'olam hazem, you are praiseworthy in this world, and it is well with you in the world to come. So learn the Torah, no matter which way or however you can, even if someone doesn't have a lot of money, if someone has a lot of money, it doesn't matter. you got to do what you can to learn the Torah. They say that if a person says he'll learn Torah when he's rich, he won't be able to become rich. And if someone who's rich says he'll learn Torah another time, then God forbid he's going to lose that money. So you always have to learn Torah no matter your situation, no matter whatever is going on during the day. You have to try to make set time, kovea itim, for Torah, whether you're on the transit or whether you're at home, you have a little bit, whatever time you can make, make sure you have the way of the Torah in your life. According to Rashi, the way of the Torah in the Brisa, it doesn't advocate asceticism as the vehicle for success in Torah study. A wealthy person need not give up his financial security and live a life of poverty in order to pursue Torah. Rather, it's a call to a poor person not to let poverty impede his pursuit of Torah, as we mentioned. The serenity of Torah can be experienced even in privation, and one must always be prepared to sacrifice his personal comfort for the sake of Torah study. In the words of the Rambam, lest one say, I will gather money and then return to Torah study. I will buy what I need and be free of preoccupation, then I will study. Know that if such thoughts enter your heart and mind, you will never merit the crown of Torah. Medrash Shmuel and others understand the Bryce's addressed to rich and poor people alike. The Torah makes its home only among those who understand that one cannot serve to master that one who becomes dependent on creature comforts will find it difficult to live without them, and that they will usually be purchased at the expense of time that would otherwise have been devoted to Torah study. A wise man once said, many people have the attitude that they want to learn the entire Shas Talmud in one night, and they want to sleep as well. Torah demands a dedication that pampered people are not ready to give it. Rambam codifies this approach, one whose heart elevates him to want to fulfill the midst of Torah study properly and to be crowned with the crown of Torah should not shift his attention to other things. Let him not place the thought in his heart that he will acquire Torah along with wealth and honor. This is the way of Torah. At the bottom of the business trip, the Rabbunim of Shizka compares a Torah scholar's ordeal of poverty to a businessman traveling abroad to find low-cost suppliers. He may pass through places where food is poor and the accommodation is abominable, but he would not even think of canceling his trip. The potential profit more than compensates for the discomfort. Like Life is a business trip, and the pot of gold is a spiritual profit of Torah, and mitzvahs can be acquired for great spiritual profit. Only a fool 
would give it up because of temporary difficulties along the way. Salt with bread and water in small measures, sleep in the ground. Even if the only way one can free himself to learn is by enduring such privation, he should be ready for it, as Rashi says. Meiri offers the qualification that while dependence on delicacies did not lead to neglect of Torah study, one who can afford to buy good food should eat well so that he be healthy and strong enough to fulfill his potential. Live a life of deprivation. Most commentators view this as a general statement which includes the physical deprivations listed above. According to Teferis Yisrael, it is a new aspect of the difficulties one must be willing to bear in order to study Torah. Not only must one be ready to suffer physical want, but even to bear emotional strain such as worries, fears, and vexation in order to pursue the word of God. Toil in the Torah, a person's love for Torah should be so deep that he is not even aware of privation or hardship. The Torah gives its disciples the serenity to enjoy life with happiness and bliss, oblivious to material privation, as the Chidah says in Hachasid Yavitz comments that his te- that this teaches that God does not demand the same level of Torah scholarship from each of us, but he expects us to do our best. The results will be in proportion to the effort. Lefum Tsar Agra, as we learn in Pirkei Avos as well, according to the toil is the reward. Hence, the Bryce speaks of toiling at Torah. The reward will be in proportion to the effort. Achievement is up to God, but effort is up to man. As Chassid Yavid says, and we must realize that Monsieur Sisharim says that this world is not for rest and, re- and relaxation, but for labor and exertion. He should conduct himself like those who work for hire and on the manner of soldiers in the front lines who eat in haste, sleep at inter- irregular intervals, and are always prepared for battle. And if you do this, you're praiseworthy in this world and is all well with you in the world to come. One who lives frugally in order to toil at Torah will eventually realize how good a life he lives and will enjoy even this world. As the Ruach Chaim explains, the bright states, if you do this, the way of Torah brings one joint serenity only if it is one's authentic choice of lifestyle. One who merely imitates others who live an elevated existence will never taste the beauty and serenity of a Torah life, as Rav Shlomo Kluger says. And lastly, Emunah Shmuel describes the serenity of one who dwells in Torah without pursuing worldly comforts. A person who is constantly preoccupied with wealth and a pleasure will never be satisfied. Often he is tempted to meet his needs, quote-unquote, through deceit or worse. Furthermore, narcissistic lifestyle often leads to physical illness, but one who lives a Torah life is not plagued by this. Satisfied with his basic needs, he is unencumbered by passion and desire and truly enjoys life. So the way of the Torah is we have to make room for Torah and time for Torah no matter what, and hopefully we will have a wonderfully blissful life here and in the world to come. Join us next time as we talk about not seeking greatness for yourself or honor here on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.